After today's story, you might think twice before trusting anyone ever again. Have you ever had something that someone has brought you as a gift? Cookies, cakes, a treat, uh, just being nice, but later turns into something else completely sinister. Today's story, we will jump into Leonardo Sinaculli, also known as a soap maker of Corrego. Leonardo had maybe gone into some dark magic and didn't want their family dying in the ongoing wars, so she turned to a belief system that she thought would keep her children safe. Human sacrifices start killing friends and neighbors by drugging them with sleeping pills and then decapitating their bodies with an axe. She would boil her victim's blood until it became black and she would add it to cakes and cookies. She would give it to her friends and family. She'd also use the fat from her victims to create her own secret recipe soap, which she sold in her small shop. Listening to Clapped by Fire. Hello, I'm Kai Maxwell, your host, and you're listening to the Clap by Fire podcast. With listening to today's episode, I'd like to see some pictures about today's episode. Hop on to our Instagram page. The handle is Clap by Fire Podcast. If you'd like to support the show, remember to follow, like, and share. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. Last week, there was no episode. Uh, it was my sister's graduation, and I, uh, the, guy, the person that I am, completely forgot about it. So I ended up spending time with her and some family, uh, congratulating her on her big day. And shout-outs to all the people uh, that are graduating high school. It is a big accomplishment. Welcome to the new world, and good luck in uh, your future with dipping your toes into real life. So to uh, to make up for it, I'm going to try to make two episodes this week. Um, other than that, let's get right into today's story. Let's jump into the Clapmobile and take a ride down our timeline. Leonardo Sinaculli was born on April 18, 1849, in Montella Villanero, which is part of the kingdom of Italy. <laughs> Leonardo was born into complete poverty, had little to nothing, being raised in the 19th and 20th century of Italy. Uh, pretty much majority of people were living in large amounts of po- poverty. Her mother, Amelia D'Anolfi, was raped by a named name was raped by a, na- a man named Marino Sinaculli. And uh, due to her being pregnant after this rape, uh, she was forced to marry him because it's shameful to be pregnant and uh, not married. Pretty shitty from the start. You know, uh, you're born into absolute poverty. Everyone is extremely poor. And not only that, your mom marries the man that rapes him because they are afraid of uh, not being socially accepted and all the backlash of that. Absolutely. uh, Sounds absolutely horrible. Uh, Sounds like perfect uh, breeding grounds for a serial killer. 
Now, Leonardo looks like an average Jane Doe. Which sex position creates the ugliest babies, Leonardo? Yeah, I don't know either. You should probably ask your mom. <laughs> JK. <laughs> no, she looks like an average Joe. Uh, just seems like, or not an average show, an average Jane Doe. Looks like uh, just nice, nice little lady. Nothing too crazy. Leonardo's father, uh, her father passed away at a young age. Uh, reasons are unknown. And her mother ended up remarrying. And uh, after this remarriage, their financial situation did not change at all. Apparently, she didn't get along too well with her stepdad. And over the next couple of years, her mom began to extremely emotionally abuse her pretty badly. This emotional abuse uh, became so bad that she actually ended up trying to commit suicide twice. I'm done with this shit. I'm fucking out. After becoming of age, her mother picked a spouse for her. And Leonardo, well, you know, just wasn't into this guy. She ended up meeting another guy, uh, an office clerk, Rafael Pensardi. They fell in love and they got married. Leonardo's mother did not approve of this marriage because Raphael was a little bit older than her daughter. And I don't see what the issue is. As long as you're of age, why should it matter who you marry? Sounds just like your typical crazy mother-in-law. And the mother-in-laws never approve of their son-in-laws. Just like my situation, uh, my mother-in-law doesn't pair of me, and I don't give a shit. I don't approve of her either. It's extremely frustrating. I, I, I think I can see what she's going through a little bit. My mother-in-law, uh, you know, I'm a new dad, um, not perfect, never been a parent before. And just to have someone come into your life and just tell you that you're a horrible person and you're not doing anything right and, and you know, you're trying to learn and grow because that's what you do in life is you gain experience and and uh, that, that's not good enough. That's not good enough for some people. Moving on. Leonardo has gotten, you know, so they get married. She gets married to Rafael and they decide to move to Laura's town away from mommy. Thank God that is the best decision that anyone could uh, make. Instead of having a uh, helicopter mom hover over you, uh, you get you get the fuck out of Dodge. You get away. You allow yourself to have some freedom and alone time together and resolve your own problems. Extremely healthy in a relationship. And, uh, you know, after leaving, her mom told her that she had cursed her family. That all their family's problems, living in poverty, not marrying the right man, has cursed their family. Dishonor on your cow. Dishonor on your house. Dishonor on your dog. You dishonor, Leonardo. How dare you? And, uh, you know, just continually uh, emotionally abusing her. That's definitely why she tried to kill herself twice when she was young. Because of crazy mama. And uh, I can only imagine a crazy Italian lady. I can, I can just only imagine. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> After moving, Leonardo and her husband, Rafael, had horrible financial problems, not being able to provide for their family. Leonardo had to work all the time, and uh, his line of work was ju it just wasn't paying the bills, wasn't providing for the family, so uh, Leonardo also had to work. 
And, uh, you know, so she opened a little shop where she ended up just selling like little trinkets, uh, cookies, soap, just, just kind of like a little shop like that, little, little, little things here and there. And uh, we know Leonardo had a horrible life, and her life is just going to continue to get worse. With being married, she ended up having 17 pregnancies. Holy shit. That's a lot of sex, guys. A lot. 17 pregnancies. Three of those pregnancies ended in miscarriages. That's awful. Ten of her children would die in early childbirth. And only four of them would end up surviving. So she's having horrible postpartum, 17 pregnancies, losing so many children, having a shitty life. That is probably so traumatizing. So much crazy shit that she's having to go through. And like I said, financial problems. Husband can't be there because he has to be working. Um, You know, in life, you can't, like, life sucks. You can't just sit around and, you know, you, like sucks but you know i have to pay the bills have to do stuff so i'm assuming that she was going through immense amounts of of uh depression life's just extremely hard just absolutely hates life uh and so the four children that do survive leonardo becomes very protective of her children (laughs) no shit who wouldn't she started going to fortune tellers and and getting palm readings the 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 gypsy witchcraft it seems like a great place to uh, go and get inside when you've gone through so much trauma. And, uh, you know, she starts sweating bullets because she's paranoid. She thinks her children are going to die. She also becomes, like her mother, the uh, <laughs> helicopter parent. Way overprotective mom of her four children. You know what? Makes sense. Makes sense. You have that many children die. Only four of them survive. You want them to live, and you're constantly paranoid that... They might die too. Totally understand that. But this is also where things would start taking a pretty crazy turn. In 1921, she got arrested for fraud and went to prison for a few years. You know, your kids are hungry. Um, you want to do anything for your children, so you start doing illegal things. You know, mama, mama knows best. Listen to your mommy. She's, uh, she's going to jail for you. She loves you, kids. Mama would start doing anything for her kids. And uh, after uh, after getting out of jail, you know, just spent a couple years in jail, and she starts getting into that, that gypsy uh, fortune-telling, palm-reading shit herself. Okay, lady, you should never believe what witchcrafters tell you. If someone comes up and touches your palm and tells you that your whole life's just going to be shit, should you really believe that? Are they really telling you the truth? Or are they? Da-na-na. After prison, she goes and gets palm reading again, and the palm reading tells her that she also has prison again in her new f- near future. <laughs> oh shit! So you know, Leonardo's working at her little store. She's selling little cakes, little cookies, little bars of soap. <laughs> oh, they smell so good. Uh, making a reputation around town. It's just a very kind, nice woman. You know, little store, yada yada yada. In 1939, World War II breaks out, and Italy, led by Francis Bento Mussolino, was looking to join the war on the German side, and they were started recruiting for the army. Well, shit, Leonardo. (laughs) Your sons are going to get 
<clears throat> yeah, your sons are going to get... I'm so sorry, I just lost my place in my notes. <laughs> your sons are going to get recruited into the army. Paranoid mama over here, you know, can't go to the war with her sons. Uh, you know, can't be around them because uh, they got to go fight in uh, World War II, you know. She starts getting extremely freaking paranoid. People die in wars. She doesn't want that to happen to her children. So I'm assuming she just, you know, becomes absolutely just constant worrying, anxiety, have all this hard stuff happen in her life, doesn't want to lose her children. So where does Leonardo turn to? Of course, the palm reading shit. What, what do you do? You need answers in life? You go get your fucking palm read, you know? And she starts extremely accessing over this fortune-telling, palm-reading stuff, starts reading books, starts learning how to do it herself. She becomes one of these gypsy palm-readers, these fortune-tellers. These I-can-tell-your-whole-future-just-by-touching-the-cracks-on-your-hands-that-tell-you-your-future. After doing this for a while, she starts getting a reputation as a lady that has her own little store, palm reader, and fortune teller. And uh, she maybe starts getting into a little bit of witchcraft. Which that, that witchcraft shit is crazy, Leonardo. You want to stay away from that stuff. She starts looking into protection spells and things that will keep her children safe while they are serving in the army. And apparently one of the most protective spells that you can do is not the one and only human sacrifices. One day, uh, Francisca Setti, uh, just a nearby, someone that lived nearby, reached out to Leonardo asking to get a palm reading. She came over to Leonardo's house where they sat at the table. Leonardo turned the candles down low held her friend's hand, her eyes then turned white, and she started saying, It's a me, a Mario! Yeah! Yeah! Woo! Ha! Yahoo! <laughs> JK. So one of her friends, <laughs> one of her friends, uh, Francista Seti, comes over to get a palm reading. And uh, Leonardo told her that she is to move to Ploa. And uh, that's where she'll find better uh, fortune for her and her family. She tells her to absolutely tell no one. But before she leaves, she wanted her to stop by her house so she could have a few words with her before she goes. So, uh, Fastania uh, tells all of her friends and family that she's going to move to Ploa for this new area of opportunity you know the war's taking a toll on everyone everyone's already living in property life's just hard so she's gonna move for new opportunities doesn't tell anyone so she comes over to uh leonardo does home for one last uh yeah yahoo <laughs> and uh you know try to get some words from her and uh leonardo just tells her says hey before you go let's just have a glass of wine i'm gonna miss you my friend and uh, her friend ends up drinking this, uh, this glass of wine that is spiked with sleeping pills. And you will never happen. You will never believe what happens next.
after she passes out on the floor, Leonarda goes on an axe killing spree. Cuts off her head, cuts off her limbs, cuts her body into nine different pieces. Just releasing so much anger. And uh, she chops up the body and she ends up putting the body into a pot. And she puts the body in the pot, but when she's doing that, she also tries to drain as much of her blood into another pot. We've got to be doing that witchcraft shit to make sure that her children will survive in the war. Puts the body parts that she cuts up into one pot, uh, drains blood into another pot. For the cauldron, okay, this is this is like some witch shit right here, okay? I just imagine a green-nosed, warty... Nasty lady dressed in, in 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 all black, you know, green face, and uh, yeah, she's eating the children. She's putting them in her cauldron. She's stirring her, sp- stirring and stirring my spoo. I'm sure she was singing super loud. I'm sure people walking by just kept on hearing, yeah, yahoo, and they're just like, what what the hell is a palm reader Leonardo doing in there? What the hell? So uh, you know. Apparently, she would cook the body, the body parts, um, and she also add, she also uh, would add like uh, like ba- baking powder to them, and uh, you know she she kept cooking it until it become like a dark musky marsh color. And uh, when she cooked it, she noticed that like this fat would you know cook out of the bones and and the muscles, and it would come up to the top. So she would like scoop this uh, this white uh, fat off the top, and then she would dump the the cauldron. She dumped it into a couple of buckets, and she would go dump uh, what remained into a nearby septic tank. For the blood that she had collected, she would let it congelate, and then she'd let it dry in an oven. And then she mixed it with sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, and uh, butter, and she made it into cookies and teacups. And uh, she started eating some of these herself. She actually started selling these cookies in her little shop that she owned. Went over and, you know, knock on your neighbor's door. Hey, neighbor, how's it going? <laughs> I was thinking about you. Just thought I'd give you some of these cookies. They're really good. Secret recipe, you know. Try some. Let me know what you think, okay? Okay, I love you, neighbor. We'll see you later. She also started adding this fat into her soap that she was selling in her shop. Oh, hey, Karen, you like the soap? Yeah, secret and recipe. Can't tell no one. Don't want to lose my business, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I personally use it myself. It's great. Okay, that's just that's just fucking disgusting, okay? And in doing so, Leonardo believed that in doing this, she was, she was doing these uh, human sacrifices. She was doing this evil witchcraft shit. And uh, in, in doing so, she was protecting... Her four children that she loved and cared so much about, and she wanted nothing, nothing to happen to them. And uh, this is where things start just keep getting more and more creepier. One of Leon- Leonardo's friends, her second victim, Francisca Sauvé, came over to get a palm reading, and uh, Leonardo told her that uh, if she moved up to northern Italy, that she she'd find a better job. There's more opportunity up there. You know, you're only making eight bucks an hour. If you move up to uh, northern Italy, uh, you're going to start making 20, $20 an hour. 
So, you know, gets her friend all hyped up and excited and uh, tells her the same thing. Says, hey, go. I want you to go tell your family and your friends that you're all going to be moving up to northern Italy because there's a new job opportunity up there. But I also want you to tell no one that you came and got a palm reading because if you tell anybody, it's not going to come true. You've got to keep it quiet because if you tell people, it won't happen. So her friend goes around, tells all of her family, you know, then she says to stop by Leonardo's home. And uh, same process, the yeah, yeah, yahoo! And, uh, you know, drugs them with uh, wine and sleeping pills, goes on an axe killing spree, decapitates the bodies, boil it, uh, collects the blood and the soap, adds the blood into her mixtures, preserves it for her precious cookies and cakes. And uh, the body parts ends up just dumping in the septum tank nearby. And uh, one thing that uh, brought uh, concern to me is wouldn't this house just like reek like so bad? Hey, I'm going to go get a, a palm reading and you go in and this house literally smells like death. Like you're plugging your nose and you're like, can you hurry? Can you hurry up? Like I can't, I can't fucking breathe. It just smells like shit. And just settle down little boy if, if you do <laughs> I, I just can't even imagine it would smell horrendous the smell would like go into the walls i just feel like it would never leave and since leonardo you know has smelled this multiple times you know she's not going to think of anything different she lives there so same thing with uh, sectum vic- uh, second victim. Uh, keeps making these cookies, keeps giving them to friends, keeps selling them in her shop, selling this uh, excellent soap with uh, a <laughs> secret, uh, secret ingredient, secret recipe, okay? So her third victim <clears throat> was Virginia Cayapo. She was an opera house singer. She was kind of a bigger woman. Um, kind of the same thing. Uh, Leonardo does a palm reading on her, and she said that this woman smelled extremely sweet. She was a heavier set woman, and so uh, I don't, I don't know. How, how, how do you, how are you around someone and you know that they smell sweet? That's uh, it's kind of creepy. I would uh, GTFO if I was getting my palm reading and someone was like, "Damn, you smell, uh, you smell pretty sweet." Same thing, uh, you know, tells her that she needs to leave, tells her family, and uh, same process, axe killing spree, disposes of the body in a septic tank, uh, collects the blood and the fat, and uh, so the sister of Vir- Virginia um, went to, you know, her sister disappears and she starts freaking out, she loves her sister, she goes starts looking for her. And uh, after doing some investigating, she finds out that she's been to Leonardo's home quite a few times. She goes and talks to Leonardo. She uh, denies everything, says that she yeah, did a palm reading and she ended up leaving and has, has not seen her. So Virginia's uh, sister ends up going to police and reporting to police, hey, my sister's been missing. She's been seen multiple times at Leonardo's house, getting a palm reading there. Something doesn't feel quite right. Police end up going and confronting uh, Leonardo, and uh, Leonardo denies. Oh no, I've not seen anybody. 
Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. The police end up doing a search of the home. And they end up finding Virginia's necklace that she wore around her neck the day that she went missing. Leonardo is immediately immediately, uh, arrested, taken back to the police station, where she confesses, immediately confesses to police of everything that she has been doing. Says that she killed three victims, told police that she cut them up with an axe, put them in a pot, told the police exactly this. I can only imagine the police officer's stomach turning while hearing this and finding out that local people around the city have been eating uh, her cakes that she's been making and giving to people that have been infused with uh, three different victims' blood and that people had been buying and purchasing this soap that was made had human fat in it like how absolutely disturbing could that possibly be just just hearing that and uh you know this gives her the uh the name uh the soap killer so she confesses to everything and uh during her trial she's obviously found guilty police got a confession out of her she is sentenced to 30 years in jail, and three of her first years are actually supposed to be spent sent in um, a criminal uh, mental asylum facility. And uh, when she serves about eight years, she ends up having a heart attack in jail and ends up passing away. I don't know about you, but how... <sighs> Just put yourself in her son's shoes real fast. I grew up, mom was super loving and protective of me, wanted absolutely the best for me. I go to serve my country. I get a letter in the mail that says that my mom is a killer and has been eating people's blood and making fat out of their soap. Um, obviously going to have some mommy issues after that. I don't know if you'd maybe want to die in the war after that. That's just freaking crazy. You might want to go change your name. Absolutely crazy 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 story and also the crazy part too is the axes that she used to decapitate her victims and the kitchen implements the cauldron and the pots are actually on display in a Rome criminology museum so you can actually go to Rome, the Criminology Museum there, and you can see the cauldron and the axes that Leonardo used to decapitate and kill her victims and also the pots that she used to boil her victims down, collect the fat off the top, and uh, the racks and pans that she used to dry out blood and put it into her cake and cookie mixture. Pretty freaking crazy. Uh, We're going to hop out of our uh, timeline there. So pretty crazy story. The soap maker of Italy, Leonardo. Pretty crazy freaking story. And like I said, I'm definitely going to be thinking twice before friends and family decide they want to come over and give me free gifts now. I'm definitely going to be thinking about the story every time that happens. I've de- you know, around Christmas time, birthdays, you always have people come, you know, you move into a new neighborhood. Sometimes people bring cookies by. 
And uh, you just, you never know. You never know if you're going to be uh, eating someone's blood or uh, bathing your body that may have someone's human fat in it. We will see you guys next week. Enjoy.